Hey friend, I know you have a lot on your plate and you have a heart that feels pulled in many directions and you want to be able to show up to all the things but also maintain control of your home and keep your heart in a place of joy and love. Today's episode is a real special treat just for you. I am so excited for you to meet Morgan Peitzman to hear from her and hear her heart as she shares a really encouraging message about finding rhythm within your everyday life to really lead and serve and love with your whole heart and to pour into the people and your home around you so well. This conversation you are going to be so encouraged by and inspired from. Is your life overly overwhelmed? Do you find your peace in the middle of the chaos, driving in the express lanes to make it to the next part of your day, all while chugging your second or third cup of coffee? Or maybe you're the queen of long-winded to-do lists and ambitious dreams, all while struggling to remain content in the balance of everyday life. Welcome to The Best Day Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, wife, mama, high school teacher, and lifestyle blogger at Graceful and Free. This is a place to encourage you, to remind you, and to reassure you that you don't have to have it all together, that it's okay to not be okay, that you can actually thrive in the state of chaos, that you can embody grace, that the ordinary can be the extraordinary. Here to make sure your heart knows that every day is truly capable of being the best day. Are you ready to live your best life every single day in grace and freedom? Then let's have the best day, friend, not just today, but every single day. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 92 of the Best Day Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. It is your host Haley here. I am so excited for you to join us for another episode. We are cruising through summer, moving through July. I don't even want to think about the fact that I have one week before I return back to the classroom, but that's not what we are here for today. We are here about bringing encouragement into our life every single day and specifically doing so through finding rhythms and routines in our everyday life. I am so excited for you to meet today's guest. Yes, we have a guest on the podcast and I am so excited for you to meet her. I hope you are feeling encouraged through this episode just as I was so encouraged by sitting down and chatting with Morgan you are really going to love this episode. So I want you to get to know Morgan is a wife and a mom of two who lives in the Atlanta area. She is a former critical care nurse who left that industry to be more present with her family. She now works from home, helping busy and overwhelmed moms find peace and margin in their days by simplifying their homes, kicking the clutter and creating sustainable and realistic habits. She also mentors women and helps them create their own financial and time freedom through partnering together with online social retail. Morgan is passionate about seeing more mamas thrive in their roles at home and in their many avenues of work, all for the glory of Jesus. 
Morgan is a real treat and you are going to absolutely love this conversation we had. Welcome to the Best Day Podcast. Morgan, I'm so excited you are here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I have been following you on Instagram for a while and have just been so encouraged by how you share everyday moments of living your life, of loving on your family and your boys, and really maintaining this intentional presence of being centered, being grounded, and trying to find order within the messy. And I am so excited to have you here for the Best Day podcast to just take your gift and what your heart is all about and to share that with my listeners. I know that I'm excited and feel so encouraged for this conversation. I feel like I personally need a little bit of encouragement myself. So I'm like, ooh, this conversation is going to be perfect and I cannot wait to hear it. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. I think this is just an area I'm so passionate about because as moms, whether you, no matter how many kids you have, what season of life you're in, what your work looks like, whether that's in the home, outside the home, income producing or not, we all just have a lot on our plates. And I think way too many moms, way too many people really, but especially moms, we just are living in this hurried state. We're just living in survival mode and like running off of cortisol when really like it doesn't have to be that way. We can, we really can thrive in our motherhood, in our work, in our relationships. Um, And so I'm really excited to have the conversation. I love that. And I love that we can thrive. It doesn't have to be this crazy survival mode. I felt like before we sat down to record this podcast episode, actually the fact that my son went down for a nap and it wasn't a battle and it wasn't like this horrific experience of him trying to throw himself over the crib and it was peaceful. I just sat here and I was like, oh my gosh, wait, is this really happening? I feel like I should go do like a victory lap somewhere. And so I think that that is pretty fitting with all of the things and all of the pressures and all of the different ways that our heart feel pulled in so many moments throughout the day. I am just so excited for you to be here and to encourage us all. So if you want to real quick, just share a little bit more about you and what your passion is. Yes. So again, my name is Morgan Peitzman. I am married to my husband, Jerry. We have been married for seven years We've known each other since middle school. We weren't middle school or high school sweethearts. We were friends for a long time. Um, So we've been married for seven years. We have two little boys. They are three and a half, and my oldest just turned five. And five was a hard age for me. Like, that fifth birthday had me, like, so emotional. It felt so big. Um, And so we live outside the Atlanta area, and our life is full and wonderful and busy in all of the best ways. I think that's a misconception that like if you're going to live like a simplified, unhurried, more like joy-filled life that you have to cut like every extracurricular and quit your job and do all these things. But, you know, my husband works full time in like a corporate job. Um, I run an online business full time. My kids are in school and sports and we serve in our church and we serve in different ministries and we... So we have a very full life, but being able to really learn how to just simplify, create habits and rhythms, like really just change the whole way that like our family functions within our home. It changed the whole way that my husband and I communicate, the way that we're able to get things done, the way we like show up to all of these things in our life without feeling like 
we're run ragged without feeling like we're just showing up reactive to our day. Um, and that all kind of stemmed when, when my oldest son was born, I was working full-time as a nurse then, and our life was still very full and busy, but I was just struggling. I walked through a season of severe postpartum depression after he was born. I remember feeling like the walls were just closing in. I just was having such a hard time staying on top of simple things like laundry and dinner and fitting in all the things. I just, I felt like I was drowning. And I think that is the narrative that so many of us are living in. It's like the simple day-to-day things just pile up and we would just feel this immense pressure from all around to do it all and be it all and get it all done. And there's just not enough hours in the day. And I remember just thinking one night, like, I just, I don't think it really is supposed to feel like this. I don't think it really has to feel like this. And so that kind of really started my journey with really just learning how to slow down and simplify and create rhythms and habits around all these good, beautiful, full things in our life. And so that eventually transitioned into a business. And now that's really what I love is helping other moms who feel that way really see that you can thrive. Like there are always going to be hard days when things don't go according to plan. And there are going to be seasons where that survival mode is very real, but I just, we're not meant to stay there all the time. And so that's, that's what I love, what I love talking about, what I love helping other women get to see. I love that so much. And I feel like on my personal side of things too, very similar right after becoming a mom, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't really function or live the way that I used to live because my heart is now outside of my body and we're human and I don't want to live that way. And I remember my son was born in the summer, so it was like an extended summer. He was born in July. And so I had like the summer break as a teacher that allowed me to like really treasure the moments and just like prepare everything I possibly could for this huge life change. And then all throughout my maternity leave, all I wanted to do was to get rid of as much stuff as I could. I remember having my son as like a newborn laying in the little snuggle me lounger on my bed me sitting there still recovering from like an emergency C-section and my mom taking like section of my closet by section into like the floor of our master bedroom. And I just kept saying like, dump it, dump it all. I don't, I don't want any of this. It's too much. I can't deal with it. I can't keep up with laundry. And I never was that way. And since becoming a mom, you realize in certain areas, you have to find a way to simplify so you can at least have a little bit more room to breathe or at least feel like you can handle it. Even on the days where you can't, it feels a little bit more manageable. Yeah, for sure. I, that was really, it's funny you mentioned that because that was really the first area for us that we started this whole journey of like simplifying was decluttering, like getting rid of the stuff. I vividly remember we were living in a rental house at the time. My oldest was maybe seven months old. A few weeks later, we would find out we were pregnant again with our second. And like I said, I'm just, I was just struggling. And I remember looking around. It's exactly what you said. I was like, get rid of all of it. You know, there's that joke of like when moms do the rage clean, you know, when you're like, oh my God, like everyone stop living here. And when you just feel overwhelmed, our first tendency is like to clean up. And there's like a scientific reason for that. What I know now, I didn't know then, but visual clutter actually elicits a stress response in our brains. Like your literal stress hormone cortisol spikes 
when we see visual clutter, like all of that input puts our body into overload. That's why like really cluttered environments are stressful. And that's what I was living in. So on top of becoming a new mom, you know, doing all the things just to keep a household and a family running and working, my environment was actually like causing more stress. And so I vividly remember the first night we took dozens of trash bags of stuff like out of the basement, out of the garage. And that was like so eye-opening for me. It was like with every bag and box that left, I could literally feel things getting lighter. And I was like, wow, well, maybe there's something to this whole, like just slowing down and simplifying. And so for us, it was the same thing you said. It really started with our physical stuff. And now it's translated into, you know, all areas of our life, the way we manage our time and our calendar and all of it. That's so important. I love that. And I feel like my son is a good reminder for all of this too, because, you know, I have my list of things I want to do with him over the summer and I'm like, Hey, let's, you know, it's a beautiful day. It's not too hot. You want to go to the park? He's like, no, stay home. And I'm like, but, but there's slides and there's swings. No mama stay home. And it's such a sweet moment of, okay, we don't have to go. Like we can make that adventure here. We can be home and be happy and find that, you know, simplicity within how we live each moment. And I also know, you know, during the school year when things get busier, I have to make sure I can protect his peace and how we live the pace of our life. Because the days where if I sleep in a little bit and I have to wake him up later, oh, it's bad news because he doesn't get that quality time in the morning. Then we're all rushing out the door. And I know how I feel when I'm rushing out the door to go anywhere with half makeup on, no lunch, no water, or maybe my water's from four days ago sitting still in my car. And it's a mess. And knowing that that's what I'm bringing him into as well. So it's really cool to not just my own self think about how I'm feeling in certain situations, but be able to tell how he's responding and how his emotions are. And is he feeling good or is he getting upset by something? Oh, like that's, you know, a result of our home. And that's a result of our pace of living and and what we're doing and what we're trying to fit in the day. So it's so fun to always be learning and paying attention to the environment and your little triggers as to like, what's throwing you off. And, oh, I had no idea that I would be thrown off by this in this moment, but it's telling me something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of like kids, the the same way that like the clutter and the hurriedness and all that affects us, exactly what you just said. Like we very regularly declutter our kids' toys. And I talk to moms all the time and they're like, that's one of the hardest parts for me. I feel like the toys are just everywhere. And the same way that we're overwhelmed with like too many choices and too much stuff, our kids are the same way. Like when, even when my kids have less, they play better. They are more focused, like their behavior is better. And it feels like that wouldn't make sense. Like they wouldn't go together. But then when you really think about it, it's like, oh, when their little bodies are less stressed and overwhelmed by all the clutter and the hurry and the frazzledness and they feed off of our energy too. You know, like you said, when I'm frazzled and just like a basket case all the time, they're going to feed off of that. So it really all does tie together. And something I always tell people is because I talk to a lot of moms about this and they're like, well, you're just more organized. You're just more type A. That's just not my personality. And I think sometimes that's true. I do have a personality that's bent a little towards more like that type A kind of person. But I'm like, 
this whole idea of slowing down and simplifying doesn't mean that you have to suddenly have like a color coded planner and, you know, do all these things. It really can just be figuring out what works for you in your season and your life and like what that looks like for your family. Because really when it comes down to it, like planning, creating that margin in your day, creating that margin in your home, it really is like one of the best ways we can serve our family. Because when I am not like running around at seven o'clock in the morning looking for clean underwear for everyone, or, you know, when it's 4.30 and dinner time, and that's just the time of day that everybody's crazy. Like if dinners, I already know what we're having for dinner or it's already in the crock pot. Like I'm just a much more like present, nice, happy mom. Or, you know, when my husband comes, he works in the basement, he gets to work from home, which is so nice. But like when he comes up from work, if I'm like frazzled, chaotic, no idea what's for dinner, people, everybody's running around, the house is chaotic. Like I'm just able to serve him better when there's kind of a plan and a structure in place. And so it doesn't always, it doesn't always mean that it needs to be, like I said, this rigid thing where you have to suddenly become like hyper-organized and like fundamentally change who you are or, or your personality, because we need, we need all kinds. But I think when we can make the mindset shift of like, doing our best to steward our time and resources this way really is just one of the best ways we can serve our family. And it's a great way we we get to serve others. Cause when I have more margin and all those ways I described, I'm more quickly able to say yes to like meet a need that may come up when I'm not frazzled and running around at dinner time, I'm able then to more easily make a double batch of dinner and drop it off at the neighbors or a family at church that just had a baby, just things like that. We're, we're just freed up to say yes more to things that really matter when we say no to so much of the stuff that's pulling on us that doesn't actually matter. I love that so much. And I feel like not only can you say yes to helping those around you and being more present with your family, you can also, you have more space to listen to yourself and to be like, Hey, wait a minute. What, what is it that I need right now? And so I think that's so important in so many areas. I do have to say though that I know not everybody likes the color coordinated planner, but I do believe that a color coordinated planner brings you more joy in life. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Pretty pens, the stickers, all of it. I'm here for it. More joy can be found there for sure. Um, And I love what you mentioned about, you know, with like having a plan with meals. I feel like that is the one key thing that makes or breaks my week is if I actually take the time on a weekend to just not even in this crazy organized way, but just on a sheet of paper that simply is me writing down, hmm, what are we having for dinner? And what are the ingredients we need in, you know, for the grocery list to have? And so it doesn't have to be super, super elaborate. I know some people have amazing whole meal plan systems that are just like epic and awesome. And it's like, that's a great goal for one day, but just the days that I do it, the weeks that I do it, huge difference from when you're just sitting there going, okay, um, what's for dinner? Um, well, we have frozen chicken that now needs to be defrosted, but I don't know how long that's going to take because this chicken's been in the freezer for months. Yeah, for sure. Just small things like that. Those are the things that I really teach like to create rhythms around I really like the word rhythm instead of routine because routine feels very rigid where rhythm is just like, it can kind of fit your season of life. I love rhythm. Like things that have to be done to just like keep your household running, cooking dinner, doing laundry, like all of those things that just have to happen, cleaning or whatever, but we'll use the meal planning example. Like it's just one of those things like we have to eat dinner. 
we have to feed our families dinner, you know? And it can be something that is such a stressor, like you said, a burden at the end of the day, one more decision that we have to make. Or it can just, it can be a really awesome, exciting way that we can involve our kids and let them help or a great way that we can really serve our family. Like it doesn't have to always be this burden. And I am one of those, I have like a meal planning system that I love to use, but I always tell people like my meal plan sometimes is like order pizza. You know, like that's what's on the meal plan. Pretty much every Friday we do pizza night and it's either Costco pizza or like pizza delivery, but even just writing that down. And I know. I know Friday morning, hey, we got pizza tonight. Or sometimes the meal plan is like chicken nuggets and fruit because we have a busy day. When they hear meal planning, that it's like this gourmet from scratch thing. And it could be if that's like what you love and that suits your season of life. But I think the point is just like just having a plan. I heard this. I think this ties into everything we're talking about. I heard someone, this quote the other day, talking about overwhelm. And they said, overwhelm, like when most people hear the word overwhelm, they assume that just means you have a lot going on. I'm overwhelmed because I have a lot going on, which really that's not like a great definition of overwhelm because we all have a lot going on. And that's so like relative. What feels like a lot to you might not feel like a lot to me. We all have, you know, different capabilities. So instead of thinking of overwhelm as like having so much on your plate, because then you're going to start to view things like serving dinner to your family and doing laundry and keeping your home. Those are going to feel like burdens that are overwhelming you when instead overwhelm is really just what happens when you have all these great full things on your plate without a plan for how to care for them. I love that. Sometimes it might mean that we need to take some things off our plate, but like we can't remove being a mom from our plate of responsibilities. And if if we're constantly viewing that as the thing that is overwhelming us, it's just so much easier to have like a victim mentality to be like more short and snippy with your kids, to view their, their needs as interruptions. It's just, the way you approach it is so different versus like, okay, these are all good, great things. I just need to have a better plan for how to manage it all. And that's what's going to actually remove some of the overwhelm. Absolutely. That's such a good way to look at it. And almost in a way, same as people will say overwhelmed, like when people are feeling stressed with a certain situation, it's like, okay, but how can I tackle this? Like, what's my solution here? How can I figure out a way to take the situation and work through it or get rid of it or, you know, get to the other side. And so I love that mindset shift on overwhelm because it's also in a way I feel like I'm the type of person that when I have a lot going on, I know how to handle all the things compared to when there's nothing going on. I'm like, wait, wait, how do I do this? And it's funny because I always used to think, what did I do before I had a child? Like, how did I spend my summers as a teacher? Like, what was I doing? I don't know. Because now I'm a mom, but I also have a podcast and I'm trying to like be more consistent in all these other things. What in the world did I do? And so funny thing about this is a couple weeks ago, I had a full Friday home by myself and my parents had my son and I was like, okay, this is the day. I'm going to get all of these things done. It's going to be amazing. I am going to crush every to-do list I've ever created. I sat down and watched some stupid show on Hulu for most of the day. And at the end of the day, I looked at my husband because we were going to dinner and I said, you know what? You know how I've been wondering what in the world I did all those, you know, summers prior to being a mom that I keep seeking out? I said, I figured that out today. And 
I, I surrender. I can't. <laughs> yes. We were literally talking about at dinner the other night too. Cause even before we had kids, I was still working at a nurse. And so I would have like four complete off days a week, three or four off days. And I'm like, what did I do for all those days? But it was probably something similar to what you described. Probably a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I feel like on those days where it seems as if I don't have anything, it's really like, not that I didn't have anything. I just had no structure or no rhythm to what I was doing. But then you become a mom and you have more responsibilities and you have other things that you're being pulled to and your heart wants to serve with. And you realize, oh, like I have to have a rhythm. I have to find structure here because if not, I can't function at all. (laughs) Yeah. It forces us like having a fuller plate with, again, all of these good things and good gifts. Like it does force you to prioritize and to create a plan so that we can do all the things that we're called to do. I love it. (laughs) So what we've obviously talked about, you know, simplifying, decluttering, uh, your meal planning is definitely something that you feel like is super important to help moms. But speaking to the mom that currently feels overwhelmed and trying just so hard to just keep her home in a place where it's functionable, that she can still show up to her kids and a little bit to herself. What would you say are like the most important things for her to just focus on and prioritize? I would first say that like, that's, it's going to look a little bit different for every family. Cause like what is most important for me and my family might look different for you. But I think like the things we kind of keep talking about, like the meals and the laundry and the cleaning, those are just kind of things that I think we all have in common that probably have to be done in some capacity. Um, And so, but I would probably say like, find the thing that is causing you the most stress or like is the biggest pain point for one mom that might be dinner for one, it might be something else. Um, So find the thing that you feel like is constantly like that biggest stress or that biggest pain point. And just identify like one way you could solve that problem. So we'll go back to the mealtime example. Maybe that just means it's starting small. Don't, I see a lot of people think like I need to overhaul everything and create a whole schedule and declutter my entire life and create all these systems. And I, but I think just doing one thing at a time. So if your biggest pain point is mealtime, it could be as simple as saying, okay, I'm just going to at least write down on a scratch piece of paper what we want to have for dinner this week. Or you know what? Every Monday is going to be a crock pot. Every Friday is going to be pizza delivery. Give yourself like one thing to start with. Um, And then the other thing that I think has been most helpful for me, and I think just in general is so impactful to the way we approach our day, is having a morning routine. And I know people always cringe at that because I always hear like, oh, I'm not a morning person. And morning routine doesn't have to mean you get up at 4.30 a.m. and have like a two-hour long thing. But I I really believe, again, given your season, if you have a newborn or children that are still struggling to sleep, like give yourself so much grace here. But if you have children that are remotely sleeping through the night and you're able to get up even 15 to 30 minutes before your kids and have that quiet time read, pray, meditate, have a cup of coffee in silence and just like approach your day from like a more grounded place, even if things get crazy, because they're going to get crazy. You can have the best plan in the world and things just happen. But I really think having that moment to just like start our day with intention versus like waking up right away to someone needing you. And then like everyone needs breakfast and it's crazy. 
and being like very reactive to your day. I really think even 15, 20 minutes in the morning to really like approach your day with intention makes such a huge difference. I love that. And I am so here for that. And that is something that I always feel just is so important in how we live. And I know in my own life too, like I can tell the days that are good days and the days that feel like it's an uphill battle from the moment I wake up. It's based on what was my morning like? Did I have time for myself? Was I able to pour into myself, pour into my heart, pour into my spirit? Or was I instantly being pulled by someone else? And there was the, I think it was the semester after I returned from maternity leave, my son was in that like six month to 10 month stretch of age. And he would wake up in the middle of the night, we were still nursing. So I would just bring him back to bed with us. And, you know, we would nurse and then he would fall asleep. And it was amazing because as like being in the classroom during the day, I wanted to snuggle him. All I wanted was just to hold him in my arms and be like, okay, mom's here. But then my alarm would go off and he would wake up and I would be up and it was time to go. And it almost destroyed my mindset because as fulfilling as it was in my heart, as like perfect moments of, oh my gosh, these are the best cuddles. You know, these moments are so great. My mornings were gone. And one of the things I did to kind of change that once we got into the summer was let's get my mornings back and let him stay in his crib, let me get up. And it makes such an important difference. And I think just as you said, it doesn't have to be this hour long process. I mean, if I wrote down like my ideal morning routine, I would probably have to wake up at three in the morning to have time to do everything I really wanted to get done in my morning, but that's not going to happen. But yeah, even 15 minutes, just as simple as possible to just start your day based on what you need to be able to function. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the key with all of it. It's just like starting small, implement like one new habit at a time. And then once like you feel like you've got that down, add something else. Um, Because anytime we feel like we need to overhaul everything, that is just going to add to the overwhelm, honestly. So I always encourage people like start with one small habit. Where is there a pain point? How can we create a solution? I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about this and she was like, my biggest pain point is just like the entryway. Like, There's shoes and mail and whatever everywhere. And so I'm like, okay, like find a solution for that thing. Like get a little basket or an organizer, or maybe it means we need to get rid of some shoes. Like maybe there's just too many shoes, or maybe we need to come up with a better system for like bringing in mail and opening it quicker. So just the more you can find little spots like that in your day and in your home, if it's something that's triggering like that overwhelm, how can we create a really simple solution that's sustainable? And one other thing I wanted to say just kind of with this whole topic is I also just want to encourage the mom who really, even that's listening to this and is still still feeling that pull of overwhelm and feeling like we need to get it all done. I think there's just like this elusive idea in motherhood that we can like achieve this perfect balance of like, I've got everything running with my home and my kids and my work and my marriage. And I think we just think about balance the wrong way too. Like that perfect balance is never going to exist. And I think when we think about balance, we imagine like a scale and you have like three on one side and three on the other that are creating this perfectly balanced scale. And I see so many of us trying to like reach for that and achieve that, which is just not possible. I try to think of balance in life and motherhood and work as more of like when you're riding a skateboard and you're balancing on a skateboard. I mean, I don't know how to skateboard, but I imagine it's like something like this. In my head, it makes sense. Like if you're on a skateboard, 
you're balancing, right? But if you're going downhill or uphill or around a turn or on different terrain, you kind of have to shift your weight. Like you might lean a little more forward or back. If any of you are like professional skateboarders, you're like, what is this girl talking about? This makes no sense. But you go like, depending on your season of life, what's going on at the time, the age and stage of your kids, whether it's summer or back to school or the holidays, like there are just going to be different seasons and times where that balance is going to look different. You might, there might be a season where you're leaning more heavily into work or a season where you're pulling back there and leaning more heavily into this. And so I just want to encourage all the moms like feeling that pull that that perfect balance doesn't exist and give yourself permission to change your routines, kind of change up your rhythms, do things differently, depending on the season that you're in, the needs of your family and your kids. I think that's so important. And I think too, I know for me, somebody that can tend to have more of that perfectionist, you know, personality, it's so, you know, consuming sometimes to put yourself in this place of, okay, I want to do all these things, but oh, wait, I can easily get caught in this lie of perfection. And it's important to remember that this scale isn't this even balance. It is this shift that's constantly happening where there might be a moment where one thing is getting a little bit more attention and one thing is, you know, not getting prioritized as much, but because of having rhythms in place and having this sense of order, even within chaos, things don't have to be completely out of whack. You can still find order even in a messy situation. And that's something that I definitely, you know, I try to focus on and work for and then know when it's all completely out of whack and things completely just fall apart and you're like, well, that's okay. I'm going to try again tomorrow and I'm going to give myself grace and I am going to look at what's in front of me and I'm going to focus on thankfulness and doing the best I can to be appreciative of what I have. And if I don't even have the room for that, because that's how hard the day is, you know what? Well, we will just try again tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, always, always so much grace. And that's the other thing, you know, when you have like these ideal rhythms and way things are going to go, we can all have our plans. Like they're going to get derailed at some point. But again, when you have like kind of this baseline rhythm and structure to your household and to your day, when things get crazy, it's so much easier to get back on track and not let a sick kid or an emergency or just a day where everybody's cranky and things don't go as planned. It's a lot easier for me now to not let that totally derail me. Whereas before it was like, it already felt like chaos. And so then it was just like, oh my gosh, like the world is ending. Like this is horrible. Where now it's like, okay, we're having a tough day. Like we'll get back at it. We'll get back at it tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. This was such an encouraging conversation. I know I am feeling refreshed in my own motherhood working mom journey here, pouring into the areas of my heart that I feel called to. And I am just so thankful that you got to come to the Best Day podcast and share your heart and your mission with my listeners. Where can my listeners find you? Yeah, for sure. So you can visit morganpeitzman.com or you can follow me on Instagram at morganpeitzman. That's usually where I'm most active. You'll catch lots of real life, little cameos of my boys every day in stories. I share a lot of tips there for just creating these rhythms and habits that we talked about. Um, 
if you head to my Instagram, you can grab, I have a free decluttering guide. If you're wondering how to get started with that, you can also grab my meal planning guide and I would love to connect with you. And Haley, you are awesome. Thank you for having me. I love the way that you show up in the world. You were just so encouraging and such a light and I'm really thankful that we got to chat today. Thank you. And I will link all of your wonderful goodies in the show notes for this episode. And I have one final question before we go, because this is the best day podcast. Morgan, what is your best day? What does your best day consist of? Oh, such a good question. My best day would be one where I am, like we said, able to wake up, have my quiet morning, Um, my kiddos come down, we have breakfast all together as a family, and we spend the day all together, my husband and my kids, probably outside at the pool or at a beach, and we have good coffee and some good Mexican food for dinner. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's my heart. Sunshine, outside, coffee, and Mexican food. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It is seriously such a joy and an honor to have you here. So thank you so much. And I hope you have the best day. Thanks, Haley. Wasn't that incredible? I felt so encouraged. My heart felt so refreshed being able to chat with Morgan, talking all things motherhood, passions of the heart, as well as how we show up in our homes each and every day. But not just that, finding little solutions to helping control the overwhelm, and the stressors that can really inhibit a lot of us. So definitely go check out all the goodies in the show notes. The free decluttering guide that Morgan talked about is amazing. So that is definitely a resource for you to check out, as well as give her a follow over on Instagram. She is such an encouraging follow, always sharing real moments of everyday life, but in a very encouraging, inspiring way. And I know you will absolutely love following her. Well, this was so fun. I would love to know what you think. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And if you have any other requests or any other guests on the Best Day podcast, I love having guests on the podcast. While there haven't been many, mainly due to the scheduling aspect of it, They are so fun and I leave the conversations feeling so incredibly encouraged and just pumped up for life. And so I hope you felt that same way today through this episode with Morgan and I hope you continue to feel that way throughout the rest of your day today and your week. Cannot wait to do this again with you guys on another episode of the podcast. Until then, friend, have the best day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. Looking for more? Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode and have guaranteed inspiration delivered to you weekly. Looking for an accountability group focused on encouragement, positive vibes, and intentional living? Come join the Best Day Podcast Facebook group or connect with us over on Instagram at the Best Day Podcast. And remember, your voice matters. Your presence matters. You are valued and your life is a treasure. You are absolutely capable of living your best life every single day in grace and in freedom. Until next time, have the best day, friends.